0: The Voice of the Black and Amber Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7
1: FM Jadwicks Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport
2: And on a wet and dreary Sunday evening, Sunday the 16th of October, you're very welcome to Talk Sport here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And a packed programme we have here. Senior Hurling County Final Action. It is a five in a row for Shamrocks Ballyhale, Hale. And they joined Tullerone on 20 titles at the top of the Roll of Honour. And they did it with some style today. We had Camogie County Finals yesterday. Yes, a bit of a surprise in the Senior Final. We thought the Explorer were the team in form, but Thomastown never write them off. Brilliant victory for Thomastown over Dixborough. James Stevens got the better of Roaring the Steve. And a late, late, late goal for Carrie Shock saw them overcome John Knox Bennisbridge. We'll talk to Kieran Nary about the senior and, interme- and junior, and we'll talk to Paddy Kelly about that. We won't do a lot under this evening. We're leaving most of those to tomorrow evening. Red under 19 finals. Well done to St Martin's, winner of the C final. Well done to Barry Rangers, winners of the D final. And in the C- in their 19 semi-finals, it was Greg Valley Callan and Adlen Moore who were victorious. We've a number of underage finals. Barry Henrique has summarised those for us. We had. In Ards yesterday in the Leinster Football Championship, Muckalee ladies. That is, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll have local soccer results, horse racing, and uh, horse racing. What did we have there? And uh, we had the Shark Hanlon winning the American Grand National with Hewick and uh, we have that coming up as well, and also Sharks interview after the match, so we're going to kill that team because we're too busy to have teams on the programme this evening. It's all about THEMEs, it's all about teams, and we'll start with a report on the Senior Hurling County Final from a very disappointed Liam Kelly O'Rourke.
3: All hail the senior county champions. How often have we said that in Kilkenny hurling? As Shamrocks Ballyhale secured their fifth Tom Walsh Cup in succession with a 121 to 2.11 victory over James Stevens. The first half, though, there was very little between the sides. James Stevens opened their account from Tygo Dwyer before points from Joey Cuddy and a TJ Reid masterclass where he caught the ball and slotted over the resulting score, made it 2 points to 1 after 5 minutes. But it was evident that scores were hard to come by in the opening minutes, with intensity and desire on showing UPMC Nolan Park James Stevens did draw level in the ninth minute Niall Brazel who was very influential for the village men throughout the campaign took a shot from the sideline 45 metres out under sizable shamrocks pressure and put it over the bar to raise a cheer from the James Stevens faithful The intensity and the work rate continued as the game went by, but it wasn't without quality. Dara and Ronan Corcoran combined on minute 14, with the latter slotting over a wonderful score to make it 3 points to 2 in Shamrock's Ballyhills favour. The first goal chance of the game came shortly after as Owen Keneally broke through the James Stevens defence dummied but his rasper of a shot went to the left of Gavin Costigan's net as certainly a warning for Seamus Dwyer and Cole. The village though were up for the fight and responded well Willie Spencer converting his first score of the game to make it three points apiece after 16 minutes of play. Adrian Mullen who was quiet in the opening minutes was constantly growing and becoming more influential as the game went by and he set up Niall Mullins brilliantly to put the Shamrocks back in front after 16 minutes at 4 points apiece. That lead was wiped out 4 minutes later from Tygo Dwyer before a crucial moment in the first half as Owen file got on the end of a brilliant pass from Niall Brazel and hit low and hard into the back of the Shamrocks net to make it a 1-4 four to 4 points game in UPMC Nolan Park with at least a proportion of the 4,000 odd crowd in the stadium jumping for joy. Shamrocks belly Hill, though they showed their quality after that and scored the next 5 scores. TJ to Colin Fenley made it a 2 point game at 1-4 to 5 before a TJ Reid 65 a TJ Reid masterclass once again when he dodged two chops from the James Stevens defence and pointed along with scores from Owen Gilfoyle and Richie Reid made it 9 points to 1-4 in Shamrock's Ballyhill's favour after 27 minutes of play Shamrocks, though, weren't afraid to go for goal either, and it owned Cody, but it delivered a crossfield ball to Adrian Mullen, who forced a fabulous saving Gavin Costigan in that phase of the play as the Shamrocks' grip on the game grew as the first half went on. Shamrocks outscored James Stephens by 2 points to 1 in stoppage time with TJ Reid once again and own Cody from the wing cancelling out a Niall Brazzle free to make it 11 points to 1-5 in Shamrocks Belly Hill's favour going in at the half-time break. Shamrocks showed their class as the half went by with their half-back line, especially Darek Corcoran and Richie Reid after a sluggish enough start really grew into the game and were the catalyst to a, a more dangerous Shamrocks Belly James Stevens opened the scoring in the second half through Andy Parsons before another crucial moment in this county final as a late pull by Paddy Mullen saw him get his marching orders from referee Conor Everard. But this did little to dissuade the Shamrocks as they showed their class in abundance and responded to that setback. TJ Reid from a sideline put them back into a three-point lead at 12 points to 1-6 after seven minutes of the second half before Joey Cuddy opened up the gap further at 13 points two minutes later. Conor Brown got his first score of the game 10 minutes into the second half and Niall Brazel who got very few f- chances in front of goal from place balls converted a free to make it 1-8 to 13 points and suddenly we had a county final in store with it all to play for but TJ Reid and Cole from Shamrock's Ballet Hill soon were going to pop the James Stevens balloon and scored the next 4 points with TJ Colin Fenley who again was quiet in the opening minutes of this game he became more influential well he got a score in the 45th minute Evan Shefflin we didn't see much of him but when we did see him it was pure class he summed up the Shamrock's performance finding space and slotting the ball over the bar from his own 65 before Dara Corcoran made it a 17 points to 1-8 game with 12 minutes to go Niall Brazzle then slotted over a point for James Stevens, but they were playing catch-up at that stage with five points between the sides. And the final nail then in James Stevens Coffin came with eight minutes to go, as Joey Cuddy was alert deep into James Stevens' territory and pulled on the ball home from close range to make it 117 to 19, and suddenly it was looking like the Tom Walsh Cup was on its way back to South Kilkenny once again. James Stevens never gave up with Niall Brazzle and Keane Kenny popping over late scores, but the class of Shamrock's Bally hail could not be stopped, even with a late burst from Conor Brown, who found the back of the net almost like a battling ram as he went through and fired the ball into the back of the net. A mere consolation, but highlighted James Stephens' character. Colin friendly got a point late on before Niall Shortall finished the game beautifully. He was came on as a substitute, got on the end of a ball, and he popped the ball over the bar from the 45 just off the sideline. Wonderful skill from the St Kieran's College man, and a fitting end to a county final that had Shamrocks Ballyhale written all over it. the. Final Final score Shamrocks Valley Hill 121, James Stevens 211.
2: And a good report there from Liam Kelly Rook. Before we actually go to listen to what some of the players said after the game, let's hear uh, the thoughts of uh, Barry Henriquez.
4: It was a, a terrific game. The people that paid £15 for their seats got value for money. I was talking to some of the older players out in uh, the Spring Court Hotel and uh, they um, were of the same opinion as me, that it was a great game, and one of the best performers in Nolan Park today was the referee. He let it run. Uh, fellas that would be regular criti- critics of referees, uh, they were of the opinion that it was great value for money. Who Did the Shamrocks deserve to win? Yes, they did, undoubtedly. In Spain, the, the James Stevens tried as much as they were able, as hard as they were able, and they put everything that they had in the bag out there for the Shamrocks but like, at the end of the day they just were not good enough and anybody that wants to deny that fact uh, is is living in Cookerland. the best team won and the village gave as good as they were able but it just was not enough on the day
2: Pat you were watching the match from the studio here you were on uh, bound in the studio today what's your observations watching it on the television
0: yeah well I, I just uh, felt uh, the, the worst thing you can do is score a goal against Shamrocks <laughs> <laughs> they, they came back and scored the next seven points and then uh, uh, then uh, the next worst thing is send someone off because uh, they, they went and they <laughs> hurled, hurled away <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know look the Shamrocks just upped their game when they were down a man and uh, they were overlapping and getting scores so it, uh, people might be saying well what did James Stevens do with the extra man the extra men out there if 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 they're not working as hard as the opposition, well then that's what's going to happen and uh, I just thought Shamrocks kind of controlled the game. it looked like the village were in with a chance low scoring game and all the rest but, uh you know the Shamrocks just had the
2: edge pat, but you, you think of it patty forced a minute ago. oh
1: uh, yeah I concur with pat there uh, look uh, the Shamrocks, you know, uh, when the village uh, James Stevens got the goal, they just responded magnificently. They got the next, I think, six or seven points there. Uh, James Stevens had a few chances there towards the end. Uh, they got the goal. They hit the post. But in fairness to the Shamrocks, their work great of them, the They're skill—they're absolutely a fantastic team, and uh, you would not think they were down a player. You'd nearly think they had an extra player. They were absolutely brilliant, and, uh, you know. Yeah,
2: they were absolutely fantastic. I thought, look, we're after we're after witnessing over the last five years the best club team ever to come out of Kilkenny, and I know that my earlier versions of Shamrocks Ballyhale might vie for that honour as well. But this was fantastic. I think it was a case of the likes of T.J. Reid and Joey Holden, Colin Finley the older players on the team and I say that with huge respect to those guys they were magnificent but they managed to bring on I mean Derek Corcoran today I thought at left half back was majestic and uh, yeah he's going to be wearing the Kilkenny jersey next year he has to he has everything he has all the attributes for a good county hurler and uh, they're, they're a team that's uh, they're certainly hell bent on atoning for losing that uh, club final last year would you agree Barry? Absolutely you know like, i just say uh when a lion
4: is quiet in his cage, don't prod him with a needle because I tell you something, you'll pay a desperate price for a disturbing him. And that's exactly going back. I'm only reiterating, re- reiterating, really, what Pat was saying get a goal again, the blah, 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 blah. Shamrocks are Shamrocks, and Shamrocks are the team that they know no bounds of their, of their enthusiasm, and people can't outguess them because they don't know. You don't know what they're, they're going to do at any given time. And like, I don't want the, some of the Shamrocks know what they're going to do at any given time. It's pure instinct as far as they're concerned. They're the epitome of what instinct in the game of Hurling is all about.
2: Absolutely. OK, well, listen to some of the lads that to say after the match. We have a good few interviews here. Let's start with TJ Reid, Ronan Corcoran and Colin Finlay. TJ, congratulations. Just a purely incredible display again from the Shamrocks and, of course, yourself, uh what is it with this team? I've spoken to a lot of your colleagues, you know, and you're just team, you were in adversity there at times, knocked down a man, the village Camachi, but you went back in stronger than ever. It's a great sign of a team. Great
5: sign of a team of character and, um, and um, spirit, and um, honesty, you know, whatever names are out there in the dictionary, um, those players are just incredible um, players' resilience. Um... I suppose we've been dealing with hurt over the last couple of years and um and we respond every time and then and we we've learned how to cope with i suppose with, 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 with things going against us and with tragedies and ballet going against us and it's all about being together and um i think that's what happened when paddy morin got sent off you know if if we hadn't gone through the hurt and the losses that we have over the last number of years we would have um, probably dropped the heads. Um, and today we, we responded. We went to 10 gear uh, there in the last 20 minutes there. And um, I r- remember when Eugene Elbert passed away in, in Clara, in Danes Fort against Clara, Clara earned 10 pints up at half time. And we we came out in the second half and we, we bet Clara um, that year. And, uh, and that's a sign of, of that we're doing this for ourselves. But we're also doing this for um, those families um, because we think curling is, is tough and, and going training is tough but what those families are going through, that's tough and, and that's real life. Yeah, that's really, really well said
2: and, and very appropriate to say. TJ, yourself and a number of the lads have been there quite a while you're leading through but it still is great comfort to you that the newer lads and the younger crew, they're really
5: blossoming in your company. Ah, uh, they're unbelievable, yeah, um, it, 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 it's, it's. So my job is trying to keep up, it's trying to keep into them now, um, but no, yeah, look, it's great, it's great, uh, you know, and ball dropping on Adrian or, Ro, or um, Rowan Corkin there, Derek Corkin and, and Adrian Mullen, you're fairly, you give them nine out of ten that, that, that they're going to win the ball for you, and those lads did, and they're really showing confidence, and, and, and um, really just just hurling strength, pace, and, and character there, and um, unbelievable guys, as I say, look, we're... We were still a young team, you know, um, but today was, was, was special, you know, we we're five in a row. My motivation was I failed five in a row with Belly Hale, with Kilkenny, and um, I was going to you do everything. going you to mean, lose today? No, I wasn't going to lose
2: today. Okay, TJ, look, thanks very much indeed, and good luck. Congratulations, Ronan. Captain, captaining Shamrock Shamrock's team has got to be one of the great honours of your life.
6: Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely up there, yeah. It's a great honour, especially this year, five in a row. It was a good bit of pressure, but uh, thank God it went fairly well.
2: Yeah, there was times in the match there where the village came after you, but it seems to me whenever you got a bit of a knock in this game, you just thundered on a lot harder.
6: Yeah, no, um, I suppose after sending off, we really just got stuck in there, and I think, I don't know, TJ came out there and caught a massively massive ball out of the air, and I think, you know, it's, it's moments like that really just drove us on and, and, and helped us over the line there.
2: But as you said in your speech, there was a number of things this year that really drove you on. Uh, 50th anniversary, five in a row, you lost a lot of good friends. But all of that you still had to do it on the field and you come out so determined.
6: Yeah, like, like all of them things are talked about before the game, but when it comes down to it, like you know, it's it's um it's you against the man your man in American like you know. So like yeah, we still have to go and do it and just thankfully everyone, everyone got stuck in like and just about got over the lane.
2: And James Stevens made a fair go over there for a long time, but you just had too much in, in reserve.
6: Yeah, James Stevens like um they're they're never they're never too bad against us. Like they always give us a good game, and no different today. Like there wasn't too much in it in times, but uh, yeah, just just late to get over the lane. Like
2: thanks, Ronan. So. Well, Colin, you had a summer in America, but you came back over the last few weeks. And look at uh, you certainly had a, had maybe enjoyed yourself, but you certainly came back with a clear focus on where you wanted to be. And today was the result of all of that.
7: Yeah, no, no, we certainly did. We 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 had a target. And to be fair to Pat and Niall um, and Jimmy, you know, they, they gave me that break. Um, after I learned, like, you know, it was it was it was hard. It was hard to think about hurling, you know, and, and they didn't speak a word. I, I went over to America. They weren't really sure what I was thinking. And then, uh, you know, after a game or two, you get that hunger back, you know? And I I, I rang I rang Pasha and said, look, I, I I want to be fit coming back. The last couple of years it's just going slightly downhill, so I've been just fitness-wise. And that gave me that chance to do my own stuff away from hurling, like, you know? Um, and and now gave me the program there i felt good coming back so it is and uh you know it was just getting that touch back and everything else and uh, i suppose the biggest thing was hunger too
2: yeah well the important thing was that you were going to enjoy your hurling when you did come back like that yeah, yeah. you have to enjoy it because there's no point you've been forced back into a situation
7: you do because if i think back to last winter like i, I just think about just dark cold wet windy nights and that's all i remember and that's not enjoying it so it's not if that's what you think about so you know i had that break and uh, i certainly enjoy my hurling now at the moment yeah well winning a five in
2: a row you've been there through many great days easily the best club team i've ever seen in my time uh, it must be wonderful to be part of that setup
7: it is it is um you know the fact that we left it behind us just back what 10 years ago now at this stage um, you know, and to come back and do it again, you know, when we hit two, we hit three. I was like. I like there's no way, there's no way, and then like he, when you hit four in a row, we said like, "cheese, there could be a chance here," and uh, you know that there, there was a, there was myself, T.J., Joy, there's a few of us there that were on that four in a row team back before, and the hunger just we had to drive it on, and and you know, uh, credit goes to the younger lads, like you know that they, they're they fighting for spots every week. They didn't get bored, they didn't get tired. There was no excuses, and that uh, they are amazing today. You see, the likes of Joy Cody getting a crucial goal there today. You no, know, a haul coming in there. Brilliant score off the sideline, There's no one else inside him. He had to put the ball over the bar and he put it over. Colin, thanks for that. Cheer, no bother, any.
2: cheers. Uh, Dara Corkin, another powerful display today, lobbed over a couple of points. Dara, I sense this win brings more satisfaction to a lot of you guys than perhaps a lot of wins in the past.
6: Yeah, I suppose the heartbreak there last year in the All-Ireland. You know, we kind of sat down at the start of this year and we knew we needed to bounce back. So look, that's kinda of what we done today. We kinda of came with a plan, just get the job done and that's all we done.
2: Yeah, but you certainly James Stevens put it up to you for a long stage, but when you got a couple of knocks you really showed what champions are made of.
6: Yeah, I suppose, you know, the red car didn't help and we had to dig in, but we knew we had the manpower and I suppose we kinda of started using the ball a bit better even when we went to fourteen. We started passing through the lanes and that worked very well and luckily we got over the lane. Yeah, but
2: this year as I said to Ronan, Ronan Corcoran, you were kind of determined from the start of this year, this was a special year for you, you had a lot of things to remember, a lot of people to remember and that fired
6: you on too. Yeah, a lot of good club men went during the year and I suppose with the club being the 50th year, you know, it was something special to do this year and thank God we done it, yeah.
2: Yeah, well look at the Shamrocks in the county final, you've done five in a row, it's an awesome performance, I mean the greatest club team I've ever seen, anyway. And do you realise you're part of that just wonderful setup?
6: Uh, I suppose we don't really think of it like that. We, say we take every game as it comes, really, and look, long may it continue, I suppose. Thanks very much, Tara. Thank you.
2: Congratulations Joy. Joy this was definitely an emotional day for you because your dad passed so very recently but it's wonderful that uh, Ronan remembered so many families that had to go through tough times and hopefully the win today will help and I know your dad was looking down and you're very proud of you once again.
8: Yeah absolutely I think I could hear him giving us a kick up the arse there maybe in the second half but um, yeah it's wonderful you know we, we talked about it. It's hard in Ballyhale, you know, they think people looking in, it's hurling and you're winning and stuff, but life outside of Hurling is tough and we've been through it all, a lot of families there have been through it all, but this gives us some happiness coming down to the field, helps us remember people it helps us move on as well um, but just getting down the field and sharing this experiences with your friends and family it's wonderful
2: well i think that's you put your finger on it there these are a team that are great friends among one another so apart from being good hurlers i think as being good friends is a good starting point as well because that's when you get the best out of one another
8: oh absolutely yeah we, we like to have the crack as well like you know we'll celebrate now for a few days but we like to slag each other we like to be there for each other
2: we were there in tough
8: times and we're there in good
2: times as well Joe, you spent a fair bit of time away during the summer but like Colin, you came back refreshed and uh, I do know what, the break sometimes does players good because you need to chill out and see a little bit of the world too.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, part of the plan, I wasn't really coming back the whole time but I think Colin was and I could see the effort that he put over in America. He was looking after himself and putting in big effort and I suppose he was on to me to come back. I wasn't coming back at all but I suppose he just planted something in me and irked me and I, I couldn't really get rid of it and ended up coming back and I don't Listen, I don't think I made much of a difference. Having Colin there is much more important than me, but
2: I'm just glad that I'm a part of this five in a
8: row as well as the boys. I think
2: you totally underestimate the contribution you make to Shamrocks Valley Hill over a long period and over today. Look, Joey, I'll let you back to uh, having enjoyed that scene with the lads. Thanks for chatting to us. Thanks very much. Thank you. Uh, Joey Cody, you had to contend with a fair few injuries this year, but my God, you made a fair old uh, return towards the end of the championship, and you must be delighted with today. Grabbing a goal in the county final is the stuff of dreams.
8: Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely fantastic. And in fairness, there was times during the summer where you're you're kind of looking, thinking, "Will I be back in time?" And in fairness to the backroom staff, Niall Lacy, he he kept me fresh in the gym and stuff. And. I was saying earlier, I never want to see that roar again, so it was nice when I got in there to make a make an impact.
2: Yeah, well, look, at I mean, the, the good thing about today, while TJ and them were playing great, never the, the younger lads like yourself, and I still consider you a young lad, it's only a couple of years I, I saw you hurling with Cairns you're really blossoming, but maybe it's very easy to blossom on a great team like the Shamrocks. Well,
8: when you're going into a dressing room with the likes of TJ, Joey, Hole and Colin, Richie, it's, it's sink or swim, you know, you're doing the things they're doing, and when you're when you're emulating them you're you're going to be competing at the highest level and you're, you're going to be up there so the boys are a real inspiration and they, they keep the younger lads ticking and they keep them driving them on so joy thanks for talking no problem thanks, thanks very
2: much congratulations pat i know the rain is here now but that was a magnificent and the harder james stevens the harder james stevens camachi the better you responded
9: yeah i suppose it was a real real test Be fair to the village they absolutely tore into us they were nearly bullying us at stages i suppose but it, you know, ironically, a big turning point was when, when we had a off, and I think the Shamrocks lads really dug in and played some fantastic hurling in that last 20 minutes.
2: What is it about these lads? I mean, the harder it comes, the more they respond. They just have something in them. This is your first year with them. It must have been something else to, oh, to yeah, work
9: with No, privilege, you know, I suppose. To be fair, they have, a, they have a mantra, you know, they're a championship team, and once that, once that championship kicks off, they wanted, And I suppose this year, for lots and lots of well-documented reasons, they wanted it more than ever.
2: And, Pat, look... It took a while to get you to get the full team together for various reasons. They're working there together. But once you got the smell of the championship, things started to click very much.
9: Oh yeah, that's what I said, they're a championship team and you get all those players on the pitch we did, We you know, we had injuries unfortunately Brian Cody there is still out, a long-term injury we had a couple of young lads we, we, we got on the pitch during the, the league and to be fair, it was great to even get those on the pitch today and they all contributed
2: Well, even young lads were great but you have to hand it to the older hats Teacher won't mind me calling it he ran the show for a lot of the time today
9: Yeah, no, I, I had a good feeling coming in this week you know, I could just sense that he wanted a big performance people, a lot of people said he'd been quite up to date but by Jesus, he led it today and led it, led it strongly.
2: Well, look, after they lost to Ballygunner, there was a number of signs pointing that they were so ferociously hungry for this year, and you could see that there today. Yeah, look,
9: I suppose every team is hungry. You know, you still have to go out in the field and do it. And to be fair to these lads, you know, you could sense it. Training has gone really well. It's a pleasure to work with them. And, you know, as I said, once they get that bit between their teeth, they, they, they want it and drive it on. But in fairness to James Stevens, they asked plenty of questions of you and I suppose a great teams respond. Oh, yeah. No, no, to be fair. We were expecting it as a great rivalry between the clubs. Village came in. We know where they came from this year. But on the back of a couple of strong performances, they really shoved it up to us you know at half time we were worried after 10 minutes to send it off we were really worried so no you just have to admire the Sharmrocks it's fantastic well
2: done Pat let's drop and celebrate thank you
0: the voice of the black and amber community radio Kilkenny City
1: 88.7 FM Jadwicks Kilkenny and community radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for top class sport
2: and you're very welcome back to TalkSport here on a dreary Sunday evening but not dreary if you're from Sharmrocks Valley Hill and certainly not dreary if you're from Thomastown James Stevens, or Carry Shock when it comes to the Camogie. We're going to touch on Camogie now, and we're going to uh, talk to Kieran Neri, who was our commentator yesterday. Now, there'll be more on this tomorrow night, and a lot more, so we're just not going to stay too long on tonight, but we did want to acknowledge the big weekend it was for Camogie. And Kieran. I suppose, uh, we didn't think the Borough might turn in uh, the game yesterday, but uh, by all accounts, listen to your commentary, Thomastown were doughty battlers and uh, merited the win in the end. Ah, uh,
10: yeah, most definitely, Nicky. They were probably the better team on the day, the hungrier team most definitely, and just maybe just uh, outfought Dixborough at crucial stages, you know, they led one, 74 points a half time, you Now they were aided by the strong breeze, but they only scored 1-1 in the second half, um, but it was enough to get more of the lane, the, probably the crucial score coming from Ava Hines, uh, free from 45 yards out, dropped into the back of the net and um, just it proved to be the final score, really Dix for a tried and tried, but just couldn't take back that three-point lead, got got back uh, level but Thomastown went back up and just hunted the numbers Nicky every breaking ball there's two or three Thomastown girls there if a Borough girl had a ball you know the Thomastown girls were all just chasing them down um, heroic uh, team effort altogether.
2: and Kieran I just listened again to your commentary you were talking about the Borough attack was up the field too far it needed to be down closer to the Thomastown goal
10: yeah there was numerous um opportunities in the second half where Sinead O'Keefe was just left on her own and Sarah Welsh was just dropping back into the pocket as well, you know. Yeah, when you have a Gale Force Breeze, maybe it was a tactic that the borough wanted to leave space in front of the full forward line but um like like you have to push up with a Gale Force Breeze and the strength of Kirsty Mars puckouts as well. They were going to be dropping deep in and uh, Thomas Towns their own forty five so they needed to push up and too many times Sinead O'Keeffe, Roshino O'Keefe, you know, Joanne Fitzpatrick they were left on their own. You know, and like you, you
2: needed to push up especially when you were chasing the lead Absolutely, well look we won't touch any more on that, you'll really do it all tomorrow night with uh, Ethan Erie and uh, others The junior final, what, a, what an exciting finish, it was dramatic again listening to you uh, I was up in Mount Melick but listening to you it did look as if uh, the combination of John Bennis Bridge had the game won and then referee Morris Flynn found another minute or two
10: yeah, look, outstanding game, Nicky. From start to finish, both teams just went at it, uh, gave it absolutely everything. John Lock Bridge had the lead at half time, won five to three points and um they were aided by that strong breeze as well in the first half. But credit to Carrick Shock, they came out all guns blazing and um on your own got the first goal to, to tie up the game. But then Lucio Sullivan looked like it was a brilliant team goal by John Locke's Bennett's Bridge. I think it was Cueva Shield crossed it across and Lucio Sullivan backed the ball to the back of the net and put John lox Bridge into a two-point lead. And then in the eight and a half minute of extra time, only seven was flagged on the day. And um, Margaret Irish had gone off and Niamh Dunphy had moved in full forward. Niamh Dunphy caught a great ball, turned, and I just interviewed her afterwards and she said she could hear, hand it, hand it, and was on your own on the end of it. And she threw it out to her. No better girl on the day, on your own. She buried the ball to the back of the net. And look, there was two more minutes played as well. Morris Flynn found 10 minutes ago somewhere and um, gave John Locksbane's bridge a chance to try get it up, uh, the equalising score, but credit to Kerry Shock, they really battled hard and they won 2-8 to 2-7 and fully probably deserving of the victory in the end.
2: Kieran, thanks for that, we'll we'll do all that again tomorrow night on TCTR's World of Gaelic Games. Thank you. Thanks, Nicky. Thanks, Ciaran. Okay, that's Kieran. Let's see. Uh, before we play on the interviews, Paddy Kelly, you were out in uh, Venice Bridge for James Stevens and Aurora Roar in the Stig, and the Roar led for a while, but James Stevens hauled him in the finish.
1: Hauled them in the finish, there, Nicky. and fairness, them they uh, just the second half, they they. You see, you need a, a good free taker on a day that the conditions that was in a Sophie dwarf absolutely excellent. On the freeze need Deely chipped in with a few points. In fairness to the rower, they they absolutely threw the kitchen sink at him in the second half, and uh, maybe some wrong options and just but the the. James Stevens defence to a lady, you know, absolutely man- magnificent, you know. Uh, you look at Emma Gaffney, she got player of the match, and rightly so. Uh, aided by Chloe Power and Hannah Larkin, and the other uh, three backs, the halfback line, Aoife Cantwell, Captain, Hannah Scott, Emma Minogue. You know, they, they deserve it. They've been the farm team for the last two or three years in, in, in between junior and intermediate. Maybe weren't ready to go up uh, last year. This year, definitely, on that showing, they'll have they'll account themselves quite well in the senior position.
2: OK, thanks for that Paddy. Let's get on to the end. more on that tomorrow night of course on the TC Tours World of Gaelic Games. Now at a very blustery Freshford, Kieran Nairi met up with uh, Ger Walsh and a couple of the players from Thomastown, so bear with us with the uh, little blustery conditions.
11: Celebrations behind you and uh, yeah. fully deserved. Well deserved, yeah. Look at we fought tooth nail for this. We knew coming out here today that we had a serious battle against the borough and that it turned out to be and we just said we were just gonna keep going and keep on and we did and we were we got we got our chance at the end and we took our score. And that yeah. that proved to be the difference.
12: And a half time Jerry one seven to uh
11: four points up, yeah. Six point lead. Yeah. Do you think you had enough done with that breeze? I thought it was touch and go. I thought maybe myself it was an eight point lead there, but I mean you never know, um on the day it all goes down to who hits the sh- Who hits the shots? Who hits the ways or whatever? You know, with the wind, like the wind can be dodgy enough because expect expected to do the work for you. When it doesn't, you have to you have to put the ball over the bear yourself. But look at look, we knew going out. We said during the week we were going to war here, and that's what we did. And we said the same at half-time, and it was a war. Um, and we brought that in the last 10 minutes. I thought we were absolutely superb. Our hooking, our blocking. When it was in, when we were a point up, they came back and they got a point. And then when we knuckled down here, there was a couple of passes of play down the bottom corner here where we were absolutely. Super and brought ball out there with, that we had no right to do and, and just to get up the field to get that score to win it what well, just showed the character of the team. Yeah, absolutely, Gerr.
12: And there were times there
11: where you were outnumbered two, two Licksburg to one, and the yeah. Thomas girls came out the ball, and they were the small marriage. They were the small marriage. There was a ball over in the far wing there under me just in the second half where Therese Donnelly made a run, and there was four Borough there, and she held the ball up long enough for help to get in. And I mean, that a of boys. the heart and the fight of all day today. And But I mean, that's what you need, you know. If you don't bring that to, to a game like this, you have no business being here. No, absolutely. And um, Claire, now your back county
12: champions, uh, Leinster. Camp you now yeah. but should we want to about that today
11: ah look at no look at we'll, we'll take a break and we'll, we'll sit down and we we'll prepare for that like uh, that's bonus territory for us now I mean we set out at the start of the year here to get back here and win a county final um, there was talk early on a lot of talk around the place the girls that we've lost and, and everything and that but I mean there's 15 people togged t- out today to start that's all you need and I mean we trusted those 15 all year to do the job with the subs that came in as well and that's the way it turned out for us yeah and you, just to back up your page you say, Jerry you could see the camaraderie there when the girls came over, and the two giant
12: captains you know, walking yeah. together everyone just yeah.
11: behind each other yeah no look at that's the way we set out our side from the start of the year that we stood or, f- or fell together and it was the same there today and we said it at half time like we either walk out here Champions or we walk out, we don't you know and that, that was the commitment that was given from every 1 to 20 D9 on the panel and the management so look no at I couldn't be prouder of the girls that, that set out to do what everybody thought they couldn't do and <laughs> if you know them girls that's the last team you say to them do you know what I mean so I'm absolutely thrilled for them absolutely thrilled
12: congratulations Sharon the celebrations and we'll, talk, we'll be back in 100% in the Leinster
11: Championship thanks very much for the support thanks Sharon unbelievable
13: elated I've never felt anything like this as Jenny said coming across the pitch she said this is a special one and it? it really really is
12: and um, at half-time, you were six pints up. There was a gale force breeze here in Park Lacton today. Do you think you hadn't done enough, or would you have liked a few more scores on the board?
10: Well, we definitely would have liked a few more scores on the board, but like we knew it was going to be a serious battle going out in the second half, regardless whether we had the win, we didn't have the win, whether we were up or we weren't up, and that's exactly what it was. It was just a dogfight for most of the second half out there. I don't think it was the prettiest camogie to watch ever, but like, we got over the line, and that's the main thing, and we'll enjoy it.
12: Yes, Yes, Sarah. We were just watching from the stand here, but the way he backed each other up, no one was left on their own. If the Thomas Downing and was on their own, someone came straight away to back her up and let us protect the mastery really of this team.
13: Yeah, especially this year now, I think as well, Like we've lost a good few players, um, and I think at the start of the year, we just kind of said, people were writing, off, writing us off, and we just said, we need to believe in our own abilities, we need to believe in ourselves believe in each other and i think it really showed and um, we lost a group game to clara and i think that's probably the best thing that ever happened to us and um, we just regrouped and we said we need to go at this we need to believe in each other we need to back each other up and i think that showed today on the pitch
12: oh absolutely and now you have a leinster campaign to look forward to but i suppose there's plenty of celebrate to the way first
13: exactly and to be honest
10: like i think this year because we were underdogs coming in we didn't look anyway past today like i don't even know when the next matches. I <laughs>
12: We'll enjoy this, we'll enjoy it tonight anyway, and then during the week, I suppose we'll start focusing in on Leinster. Absolutely, girls, congratulations! Thanks a million for joining us on Community, community Radio, Kenny City, and enjoying the celebrations. Thank you so much, Thank you, thanks,
2: thanks, you, thanks very much. Apologies there for the wind getting the better of us, but um, uh, Paddy met up with John Scott after the James Stevens catch.
14: John, happy man, Oh very happy. Yeah, I'll tell you, just we were uh. It was nipping tucked there at half time, but look, I kind of knew it was in the girls. You know, for the second half, I knew we had the wind. We we chose to go against the wind in the first half, and this time, look, it paid off. Uh, but look, I'm so so happy for the girls. I know I've been written a long time, but I'm just so happy actually that the girls, for themselves, because they just got to put in such an effort this year, and just delighted they came out on top.
1: Looking back on it, there, John, the four points in the first half maybe being crucial there. You know, to keep in touch against the Roar and keeping the Roar down to six points There's a lot down to your backs. There, they were excellent.
14: Oh, yeah, and we always, the people we always talking about the forwards winning games. I know they have to the score, but I thought our backs were excellent today in both halves. And it just proved like when are actually full-back got men of the match day, so a player of the game. So it just goes to show you our backs were excellent. That was Emmy
1: Gaffney that got player of the match there and well-deserved. Their full-back line was, it was excellent there. You know, they, they really played well. Their forwards, you should be happy enough with the second-half performance there.
14: Oh, yeah, great with the second-half performance there. And... Uh, they worked hard as well when they were off the ball. Every time they were going for the ball, like, when the ball wasn't there, they were still harassing like, and getting the hooks and the blocks in. Which is, and you need that work right. To, you know, to, and I, I even said this to the girls at the beginning of the year. It's very, very hard to win any championship in Kilkenny. So you have to work hard if you want to succeed
1: with you there and uh, just looking at there uh, you know after the disappointment of last year's final and you came back this year you've been probably the farm team for the last two or three years you've progressed through the junior you've uh, contested an intermediate final last year and you've won this intermediate final you're looking forward to playing the seniors back for you rightfully belong i presume for a club of your stature
14: yeah well look and the, the camoonga kind of went down in the village for a while there but look over the last couple of years it's been great when I kinda of took over the team, there was only we only have five or six, like the likes of V Fenari, a phenomenal camogie player. But like we only used only to have six, seven, maybe eight up training. This year we had 34, 35. And being up senior, it's the first time actually James Stevens has been senior. And with up senior, hopefully the girls there's a great camaraderie in the club at the moment like we have under, we'd be up at the under and no, believe it or not I'd be up myself on the Monday night and the under sixes and eights and we'd have 60 70 girls it's great to see and they're all coming along and there's an under 10s 12s 14s so it's brilliant to see like so
1: it's in safe hands at the moment. You have a good backroom team there with you as well. And, you know, uh, your own daughter there, she played very well there. Uh, you, you must be delighted. and It'll be a happy household tonight. It'll
14: be a great household tonight, I'll tell you, yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. And this year we brought in a few extra bodies to probably... The girls are probably sick of listening to me because I'm with them so long and Philly and Brian Lattie. So we brought in Brian, Tots McAvoy and Liam, Chuck O'Brien, O'Connor yeah. this year. And they just brought a, dis- a different sight of it and absolutely brilliant. And the girls bought into everything that they did.
1: Listen, John, you'll be progressing in the Intermediate uh, Championship and Championship. You're looking forward to that, I presume?
14: Oh, yeah. look, at, we'll, I think it's out in two weeks' time. Yeah. We'll, we'll, so we'll take that as it comes, you know. The first thing was to get over today's hurdle. We weren't thinking anything after today. Uh, look we have one that's one marked one box ticked so look we'll see where we go from there
2: Okay, that was John Scott talking to our own Paddy Kelly now we'll have the junior interviews tomorrow night just a bit tight on time we're taking a break and then we're coming back with perhaps the biggest news of Kilkenny over the whole weekend
0: The Voice of the Black and Amber Community Radio Kilkenny City
1: 88.7 FM Chadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport.
2: And you're very welcome to the last section of the programme. Well, around last Thursday, a shark landed in America and this is what happened.
1: As they come
14: to the final fence here in the Grand National and Hewitt will take it first. Hewitt up. Went over that fence with a two-length lead. Noah in the arc is second. On the outside is Belfast Banter in third. It won't be snap decision today. It is Huick who comes into the last furlong in the clear with a six-length lead. He's pouring it on late and Jordan Gainford and Huick have crushed them in the Grand National. They won it
15: by 10 lengths! And I'm here with the man of the hour, the shark, John Hanlon, your horse Hewick was incredible. How did, were you feeling when he was traveling so easily, so close to the pace? He traveled so well, like everyone was saying that the trip was too short, we were maybe wrong to come here, but this horse is at an awful lot more pace than what people think he has. And he proved that in Galway, and he definitely proved it today. So, um, I listen, it's a dream come true for us, for everyone um to me own young lad there looking after him it's just it is a, it is a dream come true we ha i, I just have to say that there was a, an accident in ireland a couple of, a couple of months ago with jack the bromhead and we're all thinking yeah a tragic tra- young man lost in a pony race but even, my young lad that led up the horse was his best friend and he cried there and he said this was for jack Wow, this is a fitting tribute, and I tell you guys, so touching, and it just shines through how much love you have for your horses. Ah, uh, yeah. Just, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a little story that happened the other day. The horse was gone for a week, and my young lad looks after the horse at home. And we got out with the car the other day down in the yard, and um, I got out with the car, raced out of the car, and when Paddy got out of the car, he went down. Like, what, what are you doing here? You know, and it it's just a great feeling great and a beautiful track they have such a good job done on it oh my god it's amazing the ground was beautiful the crowds here lads we we would never get hunting like this in ireland so we wouldn't just it's a beautiful place and fair juice to, there's a lot of work after going into this place and fair juice the track for it and the management
2: barry Henrick has a fair achievement Russell barry
4: oh jenny i absolutely delighted thrilled over the moon for the shark I've interviewed him quite a number of times and he's the same shark here. He was the same shark in New York last night other than the emotion about Jack, young Jack uh, DeBromhead. But other than that, he's the same shark then as he was in Cheltenham when he had the winner as he is in Galway and Kerry when he won the Kerry National in the plate. Shark Hannon is... Sharkan is what, like, like 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 a, like a, a tin of paint. It says what it says, and he does what it says in the tale.
2: Pastor, he uh, the Americans lapped him up there. Oh yeah, and <laughs> he and he knew how to butter them up too. <laughs>
0: he did. He played to the audience uh, the, the the whole time. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, to some achievement. He nearly won the Listole National
4: or the Kerry National as well. Second for the second <laughs> time. Yeah, second
1: yeah,
2: yeah, I think the entry National Paddy might be on the, on the cards. On the
1: horizon, but I'm going to tell you something now. It's the best 800 guineas spent ever.
2: Yeah, 800 guineas. Imagine yeah, that. That's unbelievable, you yeah, know. And to get
1: everybody dreams about getting a horse to win a big race and all like that for, for that small outlay. And I'm saying the connections are like absolutely delighted. And you,
4: and you know where he bought them? Down at Goresbridge. Goresbridge says. That is some Philip for the, for this uh, Goresbury six. Absolutely,
1: sales.
2: absolutely. OK, lads, we thank you for that. We're going to Ladies Football. This is how Muckalee got on yesterday. Leinster Intermediate Club Ladies Gaelic Football Championship. Muckalee Kilkenny 5-10, Sarsfields Leash 2-6. Muckalee were deserving winners of their first round Leinster Intermediate Club Ladies Gaelic Football Championship clash with Sarsfields and Leash on Saturday afternoon last in Mount Melick. The winner started impressively during the opening five minutes, but the home side... Favoured by a stiff breeze dominated the next 15 minutes. A blistering closing quarter from the Muggelea ladies during which time they scored 2-4 saw them comfortably ahead at the interval and they maintained a good margin between the sides all the way to the finish. Muggelea could not have asked for a better start. They might have scored a goal 30 seconds into the game but they did manage to get the opening point within the first minute from Katie Nolan. Four minutes later, he got even better for the winners when a strong run from Katie Nolan saw her lay the ball off to the flying Kate Purcell, who scored a great goal. Any expectations that this would be an easy contest for the Kilkenny senior champions were quickly dispelled as Sarsfield thundered into the game, dominating possession for the next 15 minutes and asking lots of questions of the Mookalee defence. While the visitors' rearguard defended tenaciously, Sarsfield scored 1-3 without reply, their goal coming from Ivana Ryle, to lead by two pints on 23 minutes. But the home side could not build on that dominant period as Mukalee hit a purple patch which effectively decided the game. Helped by a dominant display from midfielders Ellen Lawler and Kelly Comfort, a fine passing movement from Mukalee saw Rebecca Roach score her side's second goal. When Katie Nolan added a brace of points from Freeze, her team led by a goal. The margin might well have been two goals a moment later, but the upright saved the home side when Kate Purcell's blistering shot cannoned back into play. The game swung decisively in favour of the winners in the run-up to half-time, when Kate Purcell and Sarah Brennan added two further goals, both well-finished efforts. The Kilkenny champions led 4-4 to 1-4 at half-time, which was perhaps marginally flattering given the amount of possession enjoyed by the home side. Muckalee continued their dominance in the third quarter when favoured by the breeze. Laura McDowell added a fifth goal four minutes into the second half, leaving the home side with a mountain to climb. Sarsfields were the dominant team in the closing quarter, with Muckalee having to cope with the loss of a player to the sin bin. Despite an abundance of possession, Sarsfield struggled for scores against a strong Buckley rearguard in which central defenders Aidan Cody and Adele Coonan excelled. But that duo got plenty of support from their defensive colleagues. Buckley goalie Neve McDowell came to her side's rescue on a number of occasions in the second half, saving a couple of goal-bound efforts from the home side. Sarsfield scored a second goal through Amy Coss in 26 minutes, but the result was well decided by that stage. Muckalee got a little sloppy with their passing and deliveries in the closing 10 minutes, but they were well in control of the game from the 28th minute of the first half and ran out deserving winners at the finish. Muckalee will now play at Grattons from Longford in Longford next Saturday, the 22nd of October. Final score from Mount Melik, Muckalee-Kilkenny 5-10, sarsfields Leash 2-6. Pat Mcdowell, well done Pat. Uh, not, never easy to come up to an opponent's ground and it was a breezy old day today, but... Great start, and then uh, you maybe fell away, but had a brilliant then second and third quarter.
16: Yeah, true, Nicky. Yeah, uh, 100%. I suppose to be fair. Yeah, we got a good start. Probably kicked a couple of bad wides before before they got out out, uh, before they got into into our half really. But I know we'd always trust our own girls. We have great forwards, and we have we're strong from the middle of the park. But listen, you come here or come anywhere in football and counties, you're always going to be there's going to be pressure. You're not going to walk through them like you know that. uh,
2: and goals were key and you got some cracking goals really the result of some good teamwork
16: yeah i thought that too i thought the goals were very i thought they were well worked goals to be fair and like our ball carriers did did the spade work and we finished them off well to be fair yeah
2: the last quarter they obviously came more into the game and maybe you were over playing the ball maybe not getting really quick enough got a little sloppy but you were well in control but maybe at times like that you can learn a bit more about your team and if you're banking into
16: the goals? Well, if, I suppose if we had to stay going, the first quarter of the second half, I thought we were excellent. And they were always going to have their, their time on the ball. And maybe from our point of view, that makes it, it's, it's, it's a stick to beat him with, in fairness, because we let him back in. Now, in, in saying that, when we let him back in, our, our backs were, I thought we were excellent. Our backs were excellent in, in that last quarter, because they were under pressure. And they, they threw, in fairness to Sarsfield, they threw everything at us.
2: We better not forget the goalkeeper either. A certain Miss McDowell. Uh, she, yeah.
16: I probably don't give her enough praise at times, to be fair to her. But sure, listen, if, she, if I was praising her, she'd say there was something wrong, you know. So, you no, had a,
2: coach, you head off too long for now to play next week and they were
16: watched. You here today? Word they Nicky, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, yeah. Well, sure, I suppose they have the added bonus to that. But sure, hey, we only play what's in front of us. And sure, whatever way it goes, it goes. We'd be definitely giving it our best crack. Thanks, Pat, and good luck next Saturday. Thanks a million,
2: thank you. Yeah, well done, Muggley. Now, I had a chat with a couple of the girls as well. We're going to play that, Pat play that next Saturday. We're just under pressure on time here. We might even play tomorrow night. And uh, we're going to go to under-19C. We have underage Hurling. Barry has done a roundup of that for us. Again, we'll, we'll steal some time off Kieran Nari tomorrow night for that. Under-19C, county final. Barry Rangers defeated Emerald. Shane Coogan.
17: This under 19 D county final played in a windy Jinx storm was a well-contested game with both teams giving it 100%. Scores were slow to come and it was two points all after 10 minutes. The impressive Dara Queeley with two points for the Emeralds and the Paulstown number 13 Joe Healy was on song from Freeze. After that, Emeralds took hold of the game and went six points to four up after 23 minutes with points from Queeley and Rory Hyde. Then the Paulstown men scored four points in the last seven minutes a massive free from Cahal Purcell, two points from Dylan Hunston, and a pint from Joe Healy leave the half-time score Paulstown 8 points Emeralds 7 all to play for. Second half took off in fast pace the Paulstown men went on the attack and looked to get early scores and then their hard work paid off. A long ball into the Emeralds defense it was picked up by full forward Conard Darmody, who sent a bullet of a shot to the back of the net and that left four points between them and which was the difference in the end. Emeralds tried hard to get back on level terms but the Paulstown men stood up to the challenge with going up the field and getting scores from Conor Hanlon, Niall Carpenter, and Joe Healy. And then a huge free from Kieran Clear to bring the game back to a goal. Last five minutes it was end to end hurling, and both teams gave their all, but there was only to be one winner in Paulstown on a score of 114 to 14 points. Best for the losers were Kieran Clear, Killian Dyle and the go-to a man, Dara Queeley, who scored 8 points, 5 frees and 3 from play. Excellent player. And for the winners, Jack in goal was good. He had 6 backs who played very well in front of him. Cahill Purcell was excellent at midfield, and in the forwards, Joe Healy, the captain of the team, led by example, with a tally of 8 points. And that man, Conor Armory, with the all-important goal, which was the difference in the end. As I said before, it was a very good, honest game of hurling in hard conditions. Well done to Paulstown team and the management team on a great win.
2: Yeah, well done Shane Coogan there on that report. Well, Jake, Jake Ballycallan they defeated Benesbridge yesterday in the semi-final in Tom Royal Park and uh, the first half was ascribed by Eamon Butler as a cagey affair with some winter hurling on show as blustery and showery conditions were the order of the day. Both sides were level at eight points apiece at halftime, Greg Ballycallan scoring two points from play and Benesbridge scoring four from play in the first 30 minutes. Aaron McAvoy, Jeff Nary and Patrick Foley were on target during the opening half for Greg Ballycallan, while for Benesbridge, John Dial, James Hughes Miles McGovern and Ivan Kelly were the scorers for the Bridgemen in the second half Greg Bally used the breeze to their advantage and were able to create chances more easily and despite missing a few goal chances added to the scoreboard with points and pulled away from Benesbridge at the end who finished the game with 14 players on so, well done uh, scorers for Greg Vallecallon in the second half for Aaron McAvoy and Jack, and Jack Butler. Brendan Bridges, James Hughes with some fine, good free-taking and John Dial for the Bridgemen. Well, in UPMC in Olin Park today, St. Martins won the under-19C county final today defeating uh, Tullerone. Uh, an even-off game for a period. Garrow Dunn did get a goal on 16 minutes uh, to bring it back to a point and then Paul Mullen tied up the game at on 17 minutes. Bill Walton uh, then grabbed a, put a Tolerone ahead by a point but St. Martins did get a goal themselves uh, for um, in the um, yeah, great shot from uh, Conor Dooley actually and to put him 1-7 to 1-4 ahead and they led at half time 1-8 to 1-6 and throughout the second half St. Martins were the better team I I, I thought myself and um, Garrodon obviously tried very hard but a second goal for Martins from uh, from uh, Jamie Morrissey at full forward and Stephen O'Shea and Kelly were constantly causing trouble to the uh, rear guard of the Tolerone side and St Martins ran out, deserving winners Josh Tallis got a couple of points near the end but Jamie Morrissey and Ushin Kelly came back again and it was two fourteen to one twelve. I spoke to the St Martins manager James Kelly after the game uh, James Kelly, congratulations James you were the better team there, I know Tullerone stuck with you for a while but you certainly were the better team and a couple of good goals were key in that match
13: Yeah look, we have been this team now is together 4 or 5 years and I think we've met Tullerone every year and it's always a pure battle Like it's always only a score in between it and knocked us out of minor in that last year so you always know what you're going to expect and you're not going to win a final easy but uh, they got it out they've done the job they worked hard worked hard
2: Nice to get the game in here before a county final it just has a bit of extra atmosphere for the
13: young lads Oh absolutely huge like yeah the under-19 is kind of caught there in between competitions and it's hard to know what to make of it but it does definitely give a bit of extra mo- motivation for the boys when it happens and gives it a bit of gives it a bit more standing like yeah.
2: I know there a lot of good players on your team but I thought Oshin Kelly and Jamie Morrissey were, were key in attack and they were popping in the scores on a regular basis.
13: Yeah exactly yeah look we've a good bunch of forwards there like so uh, there's always two or three even there able to do the scores and day when one of them is quiet. Um talk Colin Hayes cornerback there in the second half was unbelievable like um, but you uh, look you couldn't you couldn't single out lads they were all they're all great.
2: Obviously these are the lads now they'll be stepping up they'll be looking to get into the intermediate team next year. So there's some decent talent there and it uh, augurs well for the future.
13: Yeah well fingers crossed look here on Nolan Cockle Keegan and Jamie Morrissey were already playing intermediate there this year there's only 17 still a lot of them um, and then you have Sean Hunt coming up next year and then you have a Bachelard, Michalke, Matthew Bulger, all these boys are going to fit in so looks about keeping them hurling, keeping them interested and putting the right structures in place for them to make that step up.
2: Yeah, good win that for uh, St. Martins and as I said, we'll cover more of those underage games uh, tomorrow evening but an under-19 semi-final Glenmore one eighteen, 18 Roar in the Steek 5 points, Glenmore will now meet uh, St. Martins in the county final and as I said, Barry has covered a lot of those underage games uh, Local soccer uh, played over the weekend we have in the FA Junior Cup Evergreen 4 Mine Rovers 1 Fort Rangers 2 Parkville United 1 Thomastown United 1 Bridge United 0 in the Emanmar Coach Higher Division 2 St John's 3 Castle Vernon Celtic 2 Thomastown United B3 Stonyford United 3, River Rangers A3, Evergreen C1, Junior Division 3, Evergreen 46-1, Spa United 1. And uh, in the FIA Youths Cup, it was Freebooters 2 at Clanmel Town. Uh, they uh, were won. So cross-channel soccer today. I know the big game is just after finishing, and it's a huge win uh, for Liverpool against um, against Manchester City. They won that 1-0, a goal by Mo Salah in the... Uh, and you get in the 76th minute but uh, City had a goal disallowed with VAR from Phil Foden on 53 minutes I see Jorgen Klopp got a red card from Seth other results today is Chelsea 2 Aston Villa nil uh, problems there for Steven Gerrard Leeds United nil Arsenal 1 Manchester United nil Newcastle United nil Southampton 1 West Ham nil and um there was a cup game today in Ireland, but we just don't have time for that today. We're just running out now. The Kilkenny Rugby team lost first lost 25-11, second's 19-18. And um, the Marble City Hawks unfortunately lost again 77-47. In, uh, in hockey, Tullamore first one, Kilkenny second's two, Kilkenny third's three, Wex, hockey, Wicklow two. And uh, today, men's uh, first Avoca first nil, Kilkenny first Two. That's it, we're up again the clock Tommy Dowd with the best in country in Irish We have a lot more sport to carry on tomorrow night With Ciarán Arring, the TC Turn role of Gaelic Games We'll pick up on some of what we missed today But a jam-packed programme uh, From Community Radio, Kilkenny Speedy Sport Thanks to everybody who took part Sláinte. a